here is singer-songwriter, broadcaster, audio-video artist, entertainment agent, and your host for the Dharmic Evolution. It's the master storyteller himself, James Kevin O'Connor. Hey, welcome back again to the Dharmic Evolution. I have one of the eight original Nashville natives as our guest today. Yes, right from the Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, This is my first um, indigenous guest uh, since I moved here back in August. So I'm very excited about this. This is actually Nashvillean um, royalty, if you will, because she grew up on music uh, she was singing coming out of the womb, according to this young lady. <laughs> and both of her parents are, are superstars in their own right. Um, her mom, Donna Rhodes, sang with so many amazing people, including Elvis Presley, Al Green, Garth Brooks, Reba McIntyre, the Bee Gees, just to name a few. And she also sang on Mac Davis's Baby Baby, Don't Get Hooked on Me, Elvis's Cut in the Ghetto, Neil Diamond's Sweet Caroline, And her dad, Craig Morris, toured with Marie Osmond, had songwriting cuts for artists like Ray Charles, Reba McIntyre, the Oak Ridge Boys, Andy Williams, Ray Price, Craig Morgan, and he currently plays piano on the road and I guess in the studio too for Loretta Lynn. They say the apple never falls far from the tree and it's so true in this case because this young lady is carving out quite a career of her own with her talents. You better strap up your seatbelts because we're taking a ride today on the Dharmic Evolution with Savannah Morris. So today on the Dharmic Evolution, so happy to have Savannah Morris and I saw you live before I even heard your music. It was such a pleasure and uh, welcome Savannah. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, and you're outside, which is so good because we've been rained on down here in Tennessee. And I think you're my first um, down-home guest since I moved here from New Jersey in August. Um, And, you know, we we have people from all over the place on this show. So it's so nice to have somebody who is uh, from Nashville and has Mm -hmm. the history that you have. (laughs) And, man, it's so deep. I don't even, um, you know, we're going to get into some of that. But but both of your parents, um, both musical people, and you had no choice, girl, growing up, except (laughs) to be a musician, right? That's right. It's in the blood. (laughs) Yeah, I'll tell you. Combined, honestly, that's for sure. So did I remember correctly, was it like four or five years old when you started music, something like that? Oh, my goodness. I, I mean, I was singing when I came out of the womb. I was screaming, really. So I was trying to hit those high notes. But uh, <laughs> no, I've been doing it ever since I was I was a little taught. Ever since I could talk, basically, I was on stage. And because we grew up in a family band, so my parents met on a TV show called Nashville Now. They did lots of music for lots of people back in the day, including Elvis Presley and Al Green and the Bee Gees and Garth Brooks and Rita McIntyre and tons of people. And met on a a little TV show called Nashville Now that was uh, hosted by a guy named Ralph Henry. And they fell in love and had my brother and I, and we've been in a family band ever since. And so it's kind of been part of me, and I, I couldn't see myself doing anything else. Wow. For you folks listening, you, you may hear these, uh, these wind chimes ringing in the back, and it's so funny that they're, they're Savannah's um, wind chimes. But I have the same ones. So when, you, 
<laughs> so when you came on, I thought it was are those mine or they're yours. Yours, I guess. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, definitely mine for yeah. sure. Very, very good, good sound. I, I, they put mm-hmm. me to sleep at night. I, I just love listening <laughs> to them. You know. <laughs> I love them. They're so soothing. Yeah, very cool. Um, I was really uh, so delighted that I had a chance to see you uh, perform recently right here in Tennessee, right outside of Nashville. And some of you folks uh, local who are listening. Uh, may know the filling station and, and just the talent that comes in there is amazing and yeah. you had I believe it was your mom and who else was was there any other relatives or it was just your mom it was, it was my mom and my brother and your so brother, they were both with right. me oh yesterday. yeah mm-hmm. that was really cool you guys had so much energy and you lit the place up that night it was really well, really you. a fun gig yeah I really enjoyed I appreciate that. Yeah. that it was fun yeah it's actually very interesting that night so a little side disclaimer uh I had to stop caffeine for two weeks uh-huh. and it was the day after Halloween and I was off caffeine for two weeks and that was the very first day of my caffeine withdrawal. And so I had the biggest headache. And so the fact that I got to do that show, it's crazy being on stage. It can get rid of headaches. It can get rid of stress, all this stuff. But it's so funny that you say that because that was my very first day of no caffeine. So it was very hard two weeks, but I'm so glad that I was in a somewhat pleasant mood getting to talk to you after. <laughs> yeah, no, I tell you, the caffeine thing, if you're a coffee drinker and you stop, oh, man. Man, weird things happen to you. you know? Oh, yes, very it's, weird things. A, I will never do that again. <laughs> it's a very serious addiction, isn't it? It's a good addiction. <laughs> sure well, I'm definitely addicted to it, so yeah. it's okay. <laughs> Yeah, I had a, a situation where we were, we go camping up in the Adirondacks every year. So this year I said to my buddy, I said, look, I got three coffee pots, but I didn't bring one. They're all in Nashville. Um, can you cover me? He goes, no problem, I'll have it. So he shows up at the campsite that morning and he brings out this little tiny coffee, like, like, like filter and he goes, I looked everywhere for a coffee pot and I couldn't find one. And I just, I walked away. I wanted to just, oh. I wanted to go crazy. Like, oh, I know. I mean, I have to have my coffee first thing in the morning. I have to make it. Yeah, you got to have, like, especially you're out in the woods. That's one vice you're not going to oh, do without, word. man. That's the one thing you're looking forward to. Oh, yes. So let's get into some music, shall we? And then we'll we'll, we'll dip into uh, some more about, like, your travels. So the first one here I want to play, and am I saying it right, is kudzu is that correct actually it's called kudzu so it's kind of something here in the south that we have it's kind of like a a weed that grows around and it's everywhere especially on the boonies where i'm from and uh, it's called kudzu and this song is called kudzu here we go
So give us the story, Savannah, on kudzu. So really, really great sound. I love the purity of your sound. It's so country, and uh, it's just so beautiful. So uh, what was the inspiration behind this one? Man, you know, it's so funny that you say that because a lot of my songs are inspired by different things. And I wrote a few of my songs on my very first album uh, at just completely different times in my life. So most of these songs, actually all of these songs, were written after college and I graduated college in 2015, which is crazy. That's almost what, this is 2020, almost five years ago. Yeah. Golly, I feel old. And so I uh, <laughs> wrote those songs and this one, Kudzu is kind of about just being wrapped up in a relationship that, you know, you, you really want to be a part of, but you know, it's not good for you. It's kind of like a toxic relationship. And I wanted a, a Carrie Underwood kind, kind of vibe. And so this is kind of the more, I would say uh, pop rock, country song, pop, rock, and country all mixed together. Uh, but I wrote this song. I kind of had a lick in mind. So I was like, um, with all my writing, sometimes I'll either have a lick down, I'll have um, a chorus down. And a lot of times I write the chorus first, and then I, I write the verses. So I had this chorus down, and I've been thinking about it for a while. And I was like, okay, I, I can use this. And I began writing the verses right after it. And it kind of came really fast to me, which is cool. I love when that happens with writing. It's very rare that happens. But uh, kind of just about being in a relationship that you want to fix someone or you you really want to be a part of the relationship that it's bad for you. So you try to get away, but you're too tangled up in it, kind of like Kudzu. And 
that was kind of the basis of that song. I love it. It's such an unusual name, Kudzu. Mm-hmm. I've never heard that before. <laughs> yeah. It's very, very cool. Is that your own, oh, like, yeah. brand or what, what is that? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you being from New Jersey, I'm sure you don't know what Kudzu is. No, <laughs> but, no. I'm having um, enough trouble with grits. Come, I'm just, you know, <laughs> takes me a while to come on board, but I get there. <laughs> oh, grits. Uh, grits are, it's a big Southern thing, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah. Man, yeah. Kudzu is, I mean, I just wanted something unique and different. I like unique and weird names for songs because it catches people's attention. Yeah. Um, something that's just normal, like, okay, what am I going to call this? I'll call it one of the names or one of the lines in my song. That's a good thing to do, but sometimes it's good to be like, okay, I'm going to pick out one word in this song that stands out. That's kind of weird. That makes people think. And I've gotten a lot of questions on that song um, just because people mispronounce it or they haven't heard of it. And for me, it's, it was just kind of a, a daily type Thing when I was growing up because we had kudzu all in the backyard and my dad and mom would say yeah that kudzu is getting on my nerves and they try to get rid of it and it would just keep growing back stronger so yeah I wanted to make it kind of a unique name that made people think yeah really great so mo- give us some more um you got a lot of gems I'm sure you could story tell for hours girl so <laughs> about, about growing up in that house with both of your parents being in the music business and both performing, singing, doing all kinds of things, writing, and, um, you know, is there any particular, there must be so many, but particular moments when you were growing up that you were just like totally like just blown away by something that happened that they came home with or something that you attended? Can you share something with us? Oh, of course, man. There's so many stories. It's so funny because growing up, I didn't realize um, how my parents had really made their mark in Nashville and just everywhere that they perform. It's so funny because there's so many stories, but specifically growing up, they would teach uh, private music lessons. And so on Friday nights, we would have our little family movie nights and we'd get home, my brother and I off the bus, and my parents would still be teaching until like seven or eight. So we would come home and we would just listen to music. The piano would be playing or they'd be uh, singing some songs and we would finally have our our, uh, family time. But growing up, they were always teaching and doing music. And my dad was off on the road with either... uh, Marie Osmond or with Forerunner, the group that he was a part of, or Loretta Lynn recently. So he's been uh, piano playing for Loretta Lynn for a good 10 or 12 years for a while. So he'd be gone on the weekends and mom and I would, and my brother would be at home on the weekends while he was touring. But it's very funny because um, they actually had the chance to play for this Elvis Presley gig because my mom sang background on Suspicious Minds in the Ghetto Cole Kentucky Rain, like she was the high part harmony on this song. So they asked her and my dad to uh, do this three-week Elvis tour. And through that tour, they met this guy. And I forgot what his name is, but he just so happened to be having a 60th, I believe it was 60th or 80th birthday party. And uh, his friend, Morgan Freeman, the Morgan Freeman, happened to be friends with him and they had the same birthday. So my parents got to go and sing happy birthday to Morgan Freeman and since my mom also sang background on Al Green's Let's Stay Together, she ended up telling Morgan Freeman that. And Morgan Freeman was a huge, still is a huge Al Green fan. And so they got to sing Let's Stay Together at that uh, at that party together. I mean, Morgan Freeman, my mom, it was just crazy how things like that tend to happen. But it's so funny, all the stories we have. It's crazy, honestly. And the older I get, 
the more I realize, wow, my parents are actually kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> they really are. And, and, you know, just having music in the house constantly must have been wonderful growing up, you know, just being was, surrounded yeah. by it. Yeah. Now, how about your brother? He's uh, He's got the bug too, huh? Oh my gosh, yes. So yeah. uh, growing up, we had something called Chef. That's S-H-E-P-F. And so what that is, it's when we got home, we had to have a snack, do our homework, exercise, play piano, and play the fiddle. And uh, it's so funny because that was just always one thing that we hated doing, just like snack, homework, exercise, piano, fiddle. Then we could watch TV, you know. But right. it was really good for us growing up. It really instructed discipline and a love for music, just making it a routine. And uh, my brother is also doing the solo thing, and he has a band that I'm also in. He's in my band. I'm in his band. And we do lots of work in Nashville, and I also do session work and background singing, and we also tour, and honestly, whatever presents itself, we are a part of. We love doing music of any kind and being a part of music and you know, all over the world, which is really, really cool to say, and I'm very blessed to be able to do that. You just you just love being busy. I mean, right? Oh my I mean, gosh. no matter Sometimes what it I... is, yeah. Because I mean, what you just <laughs> described is like, wow, like you don't really let any any dust get under your feet at all. So uh, try not to. Try yeah. not to. Let's do another one. What do you say, Savannah? Lonely happens. Here we go. That you gave me a long, long time ago You're feeling I just can't shake The pain in the middle of my heartbreak And I can't help but wonder if you really let me go Oh, I don't know How my heart still loves you so You can't find that love for yourself And fear that you'll never be enough Never have enough Never find your happy ending But if you don't know lost, You don't know love And lonely happens I wonder if she comes around once in a while And I'm wondering if you're still wondering about me I got my girls around me Bottles empty Didn't mean to do this to myself I could blame you so easily Oh, I don't know How my heart still loves You can't find that love for yourself in fear That you'll never be enough, never have enough Never find your happy ending But if you don't know loss, you don't know love 
one of the eight Nashville natives and um, what do you mean one of the eight did you say <laughs> one of the eight Nashville That's... natives so <laughs> basically I mean everyone's a tourist I feel like yeah. to Nashville and everyone's moving to Nashville I guess including yourself yeah you and, know I've, uh, I've been coming just to just to not to cut you off but just real quick I've been coming for yeah. six years and I was you know doing projects on music row and I kept saying I, I want to move here but the timing didn't line up and then i watched your little city become a big city like in six I years mean, like it was just was nuts i said am i in lower manhattan now what's going on here you know it's crazy yeah, yeah. It really it really is booming especially the, the past 10 years because when i was you know born and raised here it was a small town and everyone knew each other and then yeah. moved away for a good eight nine years and came back after college and it just changed tremendously yeah tremendously so yeah so yeah, you've seen it grow too I know. So how, you know, how has that impacted you and your family? Because I've heard, you know, a lot of people are not really wild about this because it, it's changed the city so dramatically and so, you it know, has. it's so different now. Yeah. Um, is it, is it a struggle for you guys? I mean, just to. I mean, it's a pro and con thing. Yeah. Um, so obviously the cons traffic is the worst it's ever yes. been. I can't yeah. stand the traffic on top of the competition is the craziest it's ever been so you know if you come to nashville i have a lot of friends who come to nashville and they are here especially for music and they're like you know what if i don't make it in five to ten years i'm just going to go back home and then they come and they're just disappointed because they come obviously with a dream of wanting to make it become a star which i think it's great for everyone to have dreams but people need to come with the mindset that their passion is music and yeah. i realize my passion is music and it's been a part of my life forever, but I am not going to bend over backwards trying to become a star, become something that's going to just stress me out trying to get there. I think it's amazing as well as aggravating at times because the opportunities that present themselves here in Nashville are amazing. I've had yeah. so many opportunities coming here in Nashville. I've networked with a lot of people. I've met great people through it. And the opportunities my family and I have had have been just amazing. So for example, uh, in about a week and a half, my family and I 
do this annual week cruise where we literally get paid to go on a cruise and sing. And we get free food, so we gained about 10 pounds. <laughs> and uh, it's through Larry's Country Diner, which is uh, it airs on RFD TV. And it's just a really cool opportunity. And we do stuff at Graceland. So it's funny that we're in Nashville. We make connections that bring us away from Nashville. But uh, it's just you know, the opportunities are unbeatable. It's, you know, very crowded, very populated with musicians. Everyone's talented. Um, so that makes it hard as far as trying to, to get where you want to be. But the connections and the people that you meet here are just amazing. Yeah. You know, it's, it is, it's so rich in talent and you, you know, you're so, you're so right about, um, you know, we forget about the gift of music and music is yeah. such a special gift. And when you get tangled up with, you know, stardom and tops of the pops and, and hits. And, you know, I've talked to a lot of, you know, younger people, very young on this show. I've had, I've had 14 year olds on who have been uh, like outstanding. And a lot of them really like, so impressed me about, you know, a few of them have said they they just have the work ethic and, you know, and the ones who work the hardest, I think, are not so focused on that. They're more right. focused on their craft and their ability right. to be better every single day and write better songs and more songs. And the ones who are not quite at that level, they're too distracted with, I had this one young girl, she's a Christian artist, and she said she was very, very upset because her parents were saying like, when are you gonna outgrow this and what are you gonna do? You know, they're, they, were, they were like stressing her out about, you know, you haven't made it yet. <laughs> You're 16 oh, yeah. years old. Oh, yeah, you know? that's a real thing. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but if you can say, you know, I found a way to have make a living and enjoy, you know, being a creative person, then mm-hmm. I think I think you got it made, you know. Oh, exactly. Because, I wish more people had that mindset, you know, because yeah. first of all, you're blessed to be here. You're blessed to be doing what you love. Um, and if you get to the point where you can say you do music for a living, that is honestly the goal. That's yes. the goal yeah. for a lot of people. And some people can't, can't see that as a goal. They want to, they want to get big. They want to become, you know, bigger than what they think they are. But honestly, just being here and doing music for a living, doing what you love, you're never working a day in your life. So yeah, that's a blessing. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, you ha- you uh, invoke that spirit. I could see it. You know, your first song you did when I saw you play, I said, "This girl is happy." Man, you, you were just like, you know, coffee or no coffee, you were lighting it up, girl. It was good. It was good. Thank you. Um, I want to ask you about um, some of the some of the local musicians. I saw that you played with Buddy Hyatt. Oh yes, yeah. you know Buddy. Buddy has done a lot of work on my last um, one of my album, last couple albums. Actually, he was on uh, one the full album and a couple of tracks on on another album, uh, the Gratitude album. So yeah, I, I know him and his brother uh, Jim also. Yeah. And I've worked, oh my goodness! I've worked I do a lot them. of session work for him. Aren't they? They're they're just he's amazing. He's awesome. And uh, yeah, Jim has probably done like thirty five songs with me, and Buddy's done about ten or twelve. He's really such a talented guy to work with. You oh my know? gosh! Yeah, yeah, he's great. I love him. Yeah. He's awesome. <laughs> and and uh, you know, so it, I think in some ways, as Nashville as big as it is, it's it's also a very small town in that respect. Yeah. You know. It's Definitely. just like everybody seems to know like everybody else. They're, everybody's connected in some way, you know? I agree. So, so it's mm-hmm. wonderful to have. And by the way, I love your guitar, a Taylor. I'm a Taylor oh, fan. Oh, yes. yes. That's the I first do thing, have me a Taylor. The first thing I saw when I came out, I said, this girl's got a Taylor. She knows what she's doing, man. <laughs> <laughs> I got that guitar for graduation, so it's it's a treasure to me for sure. <laughs> Did you really? So let me ask you about gigging. Now, um, 
you you gig a lot. You gig everywhere. Do you do any um, go off on regional things too, or are you stay pretty much like as Nashville is the hub and and work pretty much around there? Oh do you, man, do you go uh, off and do? It really just depends. Um, so we, you know, I'm, I lived in Arkansas for a good eight years, so we do a lot of stuff back in Arkansas. I was actually a part of a group called Crosby Lane about two two and a half years ago, and so we actually performed. It was a trio. And we performed for six months all over the country. So we did way down south. We did the Carolinas. We did Seattle, Washington. We did uh, California. We did Oregon. We did tons of places. And so that really got me traveling. And first of all, traveling and doing music. Traveling is my number one passion. Like number one. I went to Thailand last year, going back to back, you know, to backpack Europe again this year. And, um, Traveling is my favorite thing, but when you're doing it for music all the time, it can become so tiresome. Yeah. But uh, it's, you know, it, I've been blessed to do a lot of traveling in the U.S. and over the world. Um, but as far as gigs in Nashville, I, we do quite a bit, actually. Unfortunately, the gigs in Nashville don't pay very well, right. especially when you have a band, you got to pay your band. Uh, so the best gigs are, I mean, believe it or not, are outside of Nashville. That's when you get... Um, the best bang for your buck and when you can bring people that you love including your band members or your family to go and play with you it becomes you know like a fun little tour so my brother and I we actually went to South Carolina last year together and did a small little duo tour and it was a lot of fun and I do a lot of work in Gatlinburg for Blake Shelton's uh, restaurant called Old Red so we stopped there first and so it just depends on on the need we do a lot of stuff in Memphis at Graceland my Mom and I, my dad and my brother actually just came back in December for an Elvis Christmas uh, little concert they have there. And it also includes Elvis Presley on a big jumbotron. So basically they have a live version of Elvis from Hawaii singing and they took out all the background noise. So you have a band and we're the background singers with Ronnie Tut and all these people from Elvis's actual band. And we're actually performing with Elvis. So it's a really cool gig. And of course this cruise thing coming up. So you know, outside of Nashville are my favorite gigs, but doing shows in Nashville, we have a show next Monday at the local, and uh, it's fun doing shows locally just to get your friends to come and you get to meet more people that way. And yeah, it's good to do music in Nashville. It's yeah. not the best as far as payment, but it's a, it's a good way to do it for sure. Right. It's a good calling card. I mean, anybody mm -hmm. that, you know, I said earlier that a lot of people <clears throat> come on this show from around the world, London and, you know, uh, Oslo, Norway, I've had South Africa, you name it, we've had people on. And, nice. you know, they hear Nashville and they, they go, whoa, that's, you know, it, it, it has so much credibility. It you know, is. the Music City is really the Music City and it, it really reaches all the way around the world. Um, wanted to ask you about um, your favorite thing. You said traveling, you love to travel. So just, oh, yes. I love to ask things like this, like <laughs> best, best part of traveling and worst part. <laughs> What's, oh my god! What's the best and what's the question. most challenging? <laughs> so my man, the first time I ever went overseas was to New Zealand and Fiji in college, and then two years ago, so in 2018, I solo backpacked Europe. So I went to Italy, Switzerland, London, and Ireland, and I went to Thailand last year with my best friend. And I'm actually solo backpacking Europe again, doing about 10 or 11 countries this time. Wow. And when you say solo, favorite. are you yeah. going all by yourself, Savannah? Like All by myself. Wow, God mm -hmm. bless you. That's a great <laughs> thing. Some people can't travel by themselves. And I say, you got, you got to, first of all, you got to like yourself. 
you and you got to be able yeah. to entertain yourself too, you know? Like, you really do. So, you really do. And so it's crazy because you learn a lot about yourself whenever you solo backpack because you do everything by yourself. You yeah. get all the traveling expenses by yourself. You go where you want to go, when you want to go. You're not tied down by somebody else. Right. My favorite thing, James, about traveling is meeting the people. I yeah. love meeting people that are from overseas. I love the accent. I love the culture. You learn so much going in solo backpacking. I recommend that to anybody. Of course, it was so much fun going with my best friend to Thailand. That's great in itself. But it's so funny because I was there for five weeks two years ago in Europe and had the most amazing time. But coming back, the worst thing about backpacking is that, I mean, I stayed in hostels. It's the yeah. cheapest thing and you meet tons of people that way. But right. I had to do my laundry in the sink. Yeah. <laughs> and it had to air dry. Yeah. And some of my socks would not air dry. So I came back with the worst smell to my backpack. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the worst thing about traveling. But my favorite thing is meeting the people for sure. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's yeah. that's aggressive. What you're doing is is pretty amazing to go to all those places, you know, and do that by yourself is really, really something. But I think um I think you're right. People that don't um venture into that unknown, they miss something really valuable, you know. I'm like, serious. Yeah. You need to go expand your horizons. It's the most amazing, liberating thing you can do for yourself. Yeah. Hey, we're gonna do another one. Um this one is called Don't You Think About It. Did I say it right? No, wait a minute. Don't you think about leaving. about leaving, about leaving. There it is. Mm -hmm. Do you want to set this up for us and give us like, how about take us into the studio and you know who was playing on this and where yeah. did you record it? And so it's funny. Um, so back to the songwriting thing. I had a little lick. I just had the "Don't you think about leaving? It ain't hard to be my man." I had that in my head for the longest time. And I was like, I gotta, I gotta finish this sucker. And um, I just kind of talked about how. You know, first of all, dating these days, I'm 27 and, you know, dating is crazy. It's not like it used to be. There are all these apps and everything and people come and they hang out for a bit and they leave. But I'm just like, you know what? Don't you think about leaving? It's not hard to be my, my man. It's not hard. And so uh, I, my dad has a recording studio in Kingston Springs. And uh, that's I a good place a lot. here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I recorded the majority of my song, including all the vocals, background harmonies there. And then a guy named Sam Hunter, he's one of my good friends here in Nashville. He put he put uh, guitar, acoustic and electric and bass. And he also mixed it for me. So he is like, it's awesome having friends that do everything. You just, you know, one one stop shop, like call him. He does everything, including mixing. So he mixed it for me. And uh, my other one, Kudzu, uh, my neighbor mixed that one. So it's not all mixed by the same people. I kind of use different people to make certain songs different. But yeah, yeah that's kind of the story behind Don't You Think About Leaving. That's kind of rich to to move it around because um, like that, that teaches you something too about like everybody's ears are different. They So they use different EQs, you know, on the yeah. on the audio end, you know, and it just mm -hmm. shapes the songs in different ways. So God bless you for having the uh, the eclectic, uh, you know, ear for this stuff. So oh, here we go. Let's listen to this one. Aren't you a sight to see? Looking at you, looking at me Wondering if that's just what you like I barely take my eyes off of you You're staring back as if on cue Hey baby, you're just my type Ooh. 
and up again, down again, right back into your arms. On again, off again, up again, down again, right back into your arms. Don't you think about leaving? It ain't hard to beat my man. leaving who's doing harmonies with you are you doing all the harmonies on that or did you have some I help? Am. Yeah, they're beautiful yeah that's Thank you. and you don't sound like um you've got a very rich voice so your harmonies are just are just awesome to listen to really great thank you so much i yeah. appreciate that yeah so in nashville favorite place to play Ooh. Uh oh, this is politically charged now <laughs> it would be in trouble here that's a hard one yeah. i mean i would say how about not just my... not just in in per, like performance space like audio and then also crowd representation like you know because some rooms are just great to work in because you, you feel like you sound good in this room 
right? Oh, yeah. And oh, then, for sure. And then some are just like, they get a lot of people and it's a good crowd and so forth. So any yeah. any faves that you want to share? Well, my favorite spot that I've performed um, was at the Wild Horse Saloon. I love performing there. I got to perform there with a girl named uh, Mags McCarthy. He was one of my good Irish friends. And she came over about, I think, a year, a year and a half ago. And I was staying background with her at the Wild Horse Saloon. Um, it's just the crowd is amazing. The sound is great. They treat you very well. I love it. Um, downtown is also really fun. We performed at the Valentine a few weeks ago. The crowd's always really good over there. But I think one of my favorite places would have to be the local. Um, it's small. It's one of those places the locals go, hence right. the name. Yeah. And I had my album release party there, and it was a lot of fun. Um, the End is also a really fun place. There are so many places around town that are small hole-in-the-walls that have been there forever. And those are my favorite places to play. It's very intimate. The crowd's always really good. It looks bigger than it is because it's a very small place. But, I mean, just the, the places that are known for for music, I mean, especially up-and-comers, you hear lots of different types of music in those small hole-in-the-wall places in Nashville, including the Bluebird Cafe. And, uh, yeah, I think my favorite, though, out of all of them would be the Wild Horse Saloon. Yeah, excellent, mm-hmm. excellent. I want to ask you about, you talked about like your travel, backpacking, things like that. What do you like to do in the in-betweens? Like when you're, you're not doing a big tour for yourself, like as far as off, off music, but like mm-hmm. off music, when do you like to work out? Do you like to read, go for walks? What do you do to chill and get inspired? And just to say, turn it off for a little bit. I need to recharge the other part of me. So, you know, for me, I need quiet oh, yeah. sometimes, but what do, you, what do you need? Like, what is it that you like to do? That's a great question. Um, so obviously I'm very known to keep busy, like almost too busy at times. I was talking to my brother today and we were just both so overwhelmed with everything we have to get done. But when I'm home, obviously working out, being outside, that just naturally de-stresses myself because I'm a very wound up person. Yeah. And so I tend to get stressed and overwhelmed very easily. So going to the gym is one of my favorite things to do on top of being alone. I, you know, I'm a very, um, extroverted person, but I also need my alone time to recharge. And if I have too much time on my hands, that's also a very dangerous thing. Uh, but I do tend to get out and get my guitar and I feel good when I'm writing. So even though sometimes it can feel like, Oh, I don't want to do that today. I'm, I just want to chill and relax. When I pick up my guitar and I start to play and I start to write, I feel 100 times better. And writing in my journal, I also write in a journal and I keep a little diary. And that also kind of helps bring all the craziness from my mind onto paper. So it's kind of like I'm letting it go. I'm letting it come out of my, uh, my head. And so writing and being outside, being alone, being creative, those are things that I have to do to keep myself sane. <laughs> yeah, that's you, for sure. Are you big on lists? Do you make like lots of lists of things that you need to do? Oh my gosh, yes, I do. There's a little yeah. thing in my phone notes. Everyone has that. I have to write yeah. down everything I have to do, and but I also have all these lists in my head. So bringing it to paper, or bringing it to my phone, or bringing it to a journal, or bringing it to a song is a great way for it to just come out of my body and just like help me de-stress and just chill out a little bit <laughs> so yeah. lists are a big thing for me too <laughs> yeah it's funny we have a lot of parallel uh paradigms there because i have the same thing i have the lists the journaling the whole mm-hmm. thing and it's funny i um you know i also I, I think a lot of writers do need like time to just um 
just be quiet and like, you know, like be alone. You know, you have to spend, mm -hmm. if you're a writer, you have to spend time alone. So you have to oh like my gosh, yeah. get to enjoy that. You have to that, learn to enjoy but, it. Exactly. You yeah. have to. And that's actually one of the reasons I go travel to become inspired again. Because James, let me tell you, when I went to Europe, I needed a break from music. I needed to just yeah. step back and figure out what I wanted to do because that's one of the biggest difficulties for musicians, especially in Nashville, is you're competing so much. So comparison's a big object in the way. Uh, figuring out how you're going to support yourself, only doing music is a big obstacle in the way. Figuring out if you want to be a solo artist or a background singer or a session singer or a teacher or all of that combined is yeah. also a big question. So for me, I really have to leave and go travel to really get my spirits back up and really take a, a step back from reality and figure out what I want to do. And so um, you're also alone. One, hence one reason I love being a solo backpacker is because you are alone. So you have to enjoy your own company and do what you want to do, but also become inspired again. So that's one of my favorite things about traveling too. It, it is really healthy for you too. Like when you take a break from music, I think it, it you know, I mean, I've done this where I, I've laid off for a couple of weeks and haven't done anything as far as rehearsing or anything. And then you know, pick up and just blow through three or four songs and go, man, I, I, that was awesome. <laughs> like, and, yeah. I had, and I hadn't been practicing every day. And that's yeah. something I do often, you know, I practice a lot. But, um, good. but yeah, I think the getting a break, your mind needs to rest, you know, so. Oh, for sure, to recharge. Let's do uh, Rangers Wilder. What's this one about, <laughs> Savannah? Oh, man, Ranger Wilder. So I grew up yodeling. When I was four years old, my grandmother sat me down, got out her guitar, and taught me how to yodel while my parents were off on a date. They uh, are from there. They were from Dixon, Tennessee, and there's a place called the Grand Old Hatchery. And every weekend, they would be there performing and playing their guitar. And my grandpa was an amazing fiddle player. He came from a family called the Road Show, my mom's side of the family, and it was it included Slim Speck and Dusty Rhodes. And Speck Rhodes actually was in Porter Wagner's band. He was the stand-up bass player for Porter Wagner, and that snaggletooth guy that had all the jokes. And uh, so they had their annual or their weekly show at the Grand Ole Hatchery, and so I grew up on that stage yodeling a song called Cowboy Sweetheart by Patsy Montana, which I got to perform last year at the Arkansas CMAs, which was such an honor. Wow. And I uh, have been yodeling once again my whole life, so I had to write a yodeling song, and I just happened to meet a guy named Ranger Doug from a group called Riders in the Sky a few years ago at a, an after-sad Christmas caroling event. And he yodeled. He's he's so well known for his yodeling. He's so good. And we became buddies right off the bat. So I wanted to write a song and I loved his name, Ranger Dove. And so I wanted to write a song that had the word Ranger in it. So this song is not about Ranger Dove. Don't get me wrong. But it's just a, a fun little yodeling song based on the love of the cowboy and just the simple love. And so uh, has some yodeling in there. Ranger, Wild, or Ranger Dove also uh, got to cameo on that. He got to be one of my guests. So uh, he's on there too. Awesome. So let's yodel, everybody. You ready? <laughs> Here we go. Thank you. 
is on the low And once we combine, we get the song rolling Moving to the left and grooving to the right I just gotta say Ranger Wilder, don't you go breaking my heart Ranger Wilder, I can't stand being apart And love, 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 love will never depart Cause you had me hooked right from the start Tossing and bouquet throwing Sorry folks, but we gotta get going Just one more thing Ranger Wilder, don't you go breaking my heart Ranger Wilder, I can't stand being apart And love, 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 love will never depart Cause you had me hooked right from the start Charge to teach yodeling, girl. <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you. You know, it's so funny that you say your grandmother taught you how, and it's it's so cool when I think grandparents teach their kids things like that. It's kind of like a sacred little thing, you know. It's a little gift that you know. Oh my gosh! Only you know she, it, you know. She will always be a part of me. She was also actually in a Patsy Montana's band, who she got Cowboy Sweetheart from. And long story short, when Patsy Montana found out that my grandma. Uh, also yodel she set her aside and said listen here now i'm the only one that's supposed to yodel in this band so you can't be yodeling with me and so i feel like out of spite for her saying that to my grandma she taught the whole family how to yodel <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's amazing what's your um what are your aspirations for 2020 now that we're like we're into it big time here new decade oh, a lot of people are making you know proclamations and everything um do you have anything that you have like on your hot list that you want to share as far as yeah. things you want to accomplish like this year and looking out, you know, next 18 months or so? Ah, uh, you know, that's also a good question. 2020, I love how that rings. You know, we're in the 20s and everyone says, see with 2020 vision. And I am a full believer in that. I think just treating myself well. You know, I want to follow my heart, follow my passions, work hard, but all you can do is the best you can do. Um, there have been so many times when I beat myself up for a show I did that I could have done better on or a session that didn't turn out how well or as well as I wanted it to or being caught up because I also teach private lessons. And so being so busy with that, that I'm not being as creative as I could be. Um, I think just following my heart and my head and, you know, taking time for myself and to do what, what I can do to better myself. 
but all you can do is your best. So yeah. to stop beating myself down as far as being too hard on myself and following my passions and, you know, I'm still young and I still want to go do so many things. And so just go follow those dreams yeah. and do the best you can. Amen. What do you teach? Because you could teach anything. Uh, thank you. Um, I teach mainly piano, but I also teach voice, guitar, and ukulele. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I told you you could teach anything. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fun. Savannah, it was a real pleasure to have you on the Dharmic Evolution. Really enjoyed um, your company today, your music, your stories. And before we say goodbye, where is the best place? Should we go to your website where people can reach you, uh, comment th on things, purchase your music, support you? Yeah, I have okay. a website. Mm -hmm. uh, and I also have, obviously, Instagram under Savannah underscore Grace4. That's my Instagram handle. I also have a Facebook, just Savannah Morris. And there is an H on my name. A lot of people don't think there's an H, but there is. And my music's all over. I have a I have a, a single called Upside that I just released a few months ago on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music. Um, you can go anywhere, wherever you get your downloads. YouTube, you can listen to it for free. Um, but I believe, are you also including my uh, website handle as well? Everything will be in the show notes. Oh, perfect. Yeah. We research everything. Perfect. You're great at that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so once again, um, this was great and I really want to wish you all the, uh, the luck, the love and success and God's blessing in 2020. Thank you so much, James. I appreciate it. Same to you. Kudzu. Lonely happens. Don't you think about leaving. And Ranger Wilder. We covered a lot of ground today, Savannah and I. Nashville traffic, the filling station, stopping caffeine, a musical family. Donna Rhodes, Craig Morris, coolest parents ever, gigging and jamming with Morgan Freeman. And don't forget, Shep after school. That's snack, homework, exercise, piano, fiddle. And then you can have fun. Networking opportunities, the singing cruise, Buddy Hyatt, gigs both in and out of Nashville, solo backpacking overseas, Sam Hunter, the Wild Horse Saloon, journaling, yodeling, all kinds of things, both musical and non-musical. This was a really great time. What did you guys think? Did you enjoy this hangout with Savannah? She's amazing. Go see her live. You'll really dig her. Um, check her out on her website. All of her links to Instagram, all her socials, Facebook, and the website are in the show notes and on the blog. Please leave a comment on the blog about what you thought of this episode with Savannah Morris. Also, if you have not gone over yet to the Facebook community page, Dharmic Evolution has a Facebook community page designed for singer-songwriters, authors, speakers, and thought leaders. If you have some content you're ready to show to the world, whether it's a new book, a new video, um, a new photo shoot, maybe you're doing a speaking engagement somewhere, um, book release, a signing party, anything at all, put your content up there on the Dharmic Evolution Facebook community page and watch the support that will come from around the world to help your brand out. I think you're going to really love it. For a quick and easy way to listen to this show on your favorite platform, go over to dharmicevolution.com. Right on the homepage, 
We have all the major players listed. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Overcast. You can just click on your favorite and sign up, subscribe there, and and the show will come right to your phone. Isn't that awesome? Hey, uh, that's it for me today. I'm your host for the Dharmic Evolution, James Kevin O'Connor, singer, songwriter, audio, video artist, master storyteller, and international talent agent. So until the next time, when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage. <laughs>